Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Stealth Rockfall. Nothing. Starting. Hello! So fine. I was slightly worried about that when I was texting Colin about my schedule for next week, and his response was, "Yeah, either one or both is fine." And I was like, yeah. "Wait, wait, that's not what I meant." I, and I thought I thought I had responded much stronger after you had said, "Like the night, like this day and this day." But all I responded was, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> so I'm really sorry about that, which is very unhelpful. I was like, "Oh, like, huh, you know what." <laughs> Actually, I understand why this would be a little bit confusing. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, listeners, uh, today is currently t- Tuesday, right? It's still Tuesday. It was a long day. It's Tuesday. It anyway, um, <clears throat> in discussion on Monday, we were discussing uh, this week's recording schedule and next week. And I cannot record next week because it is, or I mean, Monday and Tuesday next week. Because I have parent-teacher conferences at work. Yeah. And so I said, oh, maybe next Thursday. And Colin was like, yeah, Thursday. Which Aaron, I think, saw that part and was like, oh, okay. Uh, all, all I saw was <laughs> Thursday. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're doing it Thursday. Just like, period. And so, yeah. oh. Next, next Thursday. Spoilerino. Bye, bye, bye. It's all good. No worries. <laughs> I to, yeah, break the timeline here, but oh, sorry. It's all right. Little behind the curtain <laughs> action right now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, how's it going? Uh, but, uh, well, new-wise, I mean, work is, is still chaotic. Um, here. Got a wedding this weekend. Um, I'll text slash text and complain about that later. Um, had an interesting Saturday and an independent film movie. I want to hear more about this. That's I've what been, I want. I've been obsessed <laughs> with the uh, Three Kingdoms period of China recently. So that's what's new with me. Um, oh man. So the first thing. My also favorite period. Anyway, let's start with this movie. I want to hear about this. Oh, so it's called the, the Night of Kings, and Night of Kings. It's an independent film made in, I believe, it was directed and shot in the Ivory Coast. Um, uh, officially, it's the Le Côte d'Ivoire that is the official yes, uh, pronunciation. Sorry. Of that. So <laughs> my French is, is not great. Um, it's sorry, geography teacher here, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. It's, <laughs> Well, uh, actually, it, it was, so it, it was very unique because I don't want you know. With the last time someone says, "Oh, I watched it in a film uh, from a Sundance festival," uh, so the movie theater, the, the name eludes me right now because it's so just kind of like way out of the way. It's in Tulsa, and it is the most non-movie theater esque I've ever been to. Like you just walk in and they're like, "Oh, here's tickets," and then like there's two people working. It's not very big. I think they have like three theaters that maybe see like 
30, 50 people in each. Very small. Um, but, like, it, it, it kind of had, like, a really cool, like, aesthetic and a really cool vibe to it. So we go there. We get our tickets. Um, there's a group of people leaving. We get in there. Y'all and myself are the only people in, this, in the movie theater. Um, and it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's about this kid who is sent to prison. And in the prison culture of, of this area, um, there's like a power struggle between like the current like prison warlord kind of dude and like another faction of the prison. And then they're like, oh, what? I, I don't think anyone's going to watch this movie anytime soon. So they're like, oh, I, the warlord, am dying. I need something to prolong, prolong that. Hey, new person, you are now what's called the Roman and you have to tell us a story. And it's just this kid that tells this weird story throughout the whole process of a night. And then like some things go down and then the sun comes up and he lives. And then the movie ends. So there's a lot of emotion into it because like you realize like, oh, if he finishes this movie or the story before the sun comes up, um, they kill him. And like it's some sort of like weird ritual thing that happens. And so it's just this kid that he's telling the story and then he realizes that. And so it's just like a whole, you know, kerfuffle of storytelling. And then, you know, some stuff goes down and then the sun comes up and then he's alive and then boom, credit. So there's not a lot of time to like emotionally unpack everything because you don't like, you don't learn anyone's names except for by like the nicknames that they're called. Um, you get to kind of, like it it would kind of help if I understood like West Africa, really? East yeah, West Africa, like that's fair. Uh, <laughs> the, the stuff behind yeah. it, except for like it talks about, you know, the whole political upheaval, all that kind of stuff to kind of give you like the setting. And then it's like here's a prison in the in the jungle, and then you're introduced to this like he, he looks like he's sixteen years old. He's sent to jail or to prison, and then they're like, ah, that was a story. And so it's, it, it is a, it's a lot different than a lot of the other international films I've seen. Um, it, it, it's subtitled, it's all in French. Yeah, probably French. Yeah. yeah. And so like, it, it's cool and like an aesthetic and a feel and a vibe. And then some weird things happen, and you're like, I mean, I guess that makes sense if I understood it more. And then, boom, ending. And so it it was cool, but the whole the whole ride home, shelving myself for like, what? <laughs> uh, so it, it it was it, it was very unique. Um, they had a lot of other uh, independent Sundance films there. Um, being like I said, we we were the only people in, in in this theater. The guy came in. He's like, "Oh, just you guys? All right, well, I'll go. I guess I'll guess we'll go and start the movie." And then we're like, "Um, okay, we'll, we'll be here." And yeah, and then it just manifested from there. Now, it's not. A, it's like an hour and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Movie long. So I mean, you could. I mean, you could sit through it. Um, 
and it, it's it's just it, it it's it's not like oh what's that you know when I say weird I always think of like the uh, um, oh what's his name uh, Sam not Kubrick what's his name I mean. Stanley Kubrick, yes, but yeah, Stanley <laughs> Kubrick, yeah, like like his films that are like ah, this is meant to be weird. It was just like a weird feeling throughout the film of like partial uneasiness, of like fascination throughout the whole film. Yeah, um, if you get a chance to see it, if it's like on you know Netflix or Amazon, it will it will not be playing here. I can guarantee you that. I don't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a a unique movie that I was like, I mean, yeah, like I I I didn't get it, and then it's like, oh well, it's, oh, it's kind of crazy. It sounds like a weird, like West African version of Arabian Nights, right? It's very Shahrazad, where you just have to keep telling the story or you die, right? That's the yeah, <laughs> that's the, yeah. I mean, that's like, the connection I, yeah. I make first. Right, is that that whole thing where she just has to sit and tell all the tales and all the stuff, like Aladdin and all that stuff? <clears throat> yeah, so, so. I mean that that that's a very good thing, but it's like one. It's supposed to be one continuous story, but he's like, ah, I forgot something. And I mean, as yeah. you would if you realized yeah. you were going to be killed, and it was only like three thirty in the morning. You're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't. I forgot to tell you about this bit, and then like back up. Uh. I mean. So that's and, and, that kind of makes sense that it would do that actually. Yeah, and so like it, it provides a like like a weird kind of like back and forth between like the story he's telling and then like pre- like the like the current like the present time and then oh something happens and it, it, it's it was a very interesting movie is is my take on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Apparently, it does a ha- it has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there you go. I I try not to like use like film critic, you know, leveling things to determine if I want to go see a movie. But like when we saw it, it's like it's an independent film, and it's like a ninety eight rating or something like that. And so I was like, oh, and, yeah. And then Shelby found it, and I was like, oh well, yeah, we kind of got to see it. I'm very interested to see what this has to. As to um, holes, and I, I wasn't disappointed, but I, you know, I wasn't upset. I'm, I was just disappointed. Um, <laughs> I was just it was, confused. It, it, I was, it was confused. There was a lot of confusion. It was, and it, we, we kind of had to, you know, again, because we were the only people in the in the movie theater, we got to, you know, commentate like Mr. Theater, you know, two thousand. That um, is or three thousand on like, one of. Like, the great things about being alone in a movie theater it's yeah. like it's really i don't know it's a weird because it's happened to me a few times with just like a small group of people and we were it yeah you know it's like it's really kind of neat <laughs> because you can just like talk and nobody cares and like you can do whatever yeah. and well, m- most of the time with, with shelby myself throughout this film we're like huh what what does that mean I've I've had experiences with with my friend Daryl where we like talk the whole time and like well yeah I mean it's slightly different if the movie is in French and it's from yeah, West Africa it's, it's a, I was like, like hey, yes. what happened what so yeah happened? that that was our that was our weekend um, we got to go to the place um, a place called the Gathering Place 
um, in Tulsa, over by the Riverwalk. Sorry, sorry, not the Riverwalk, whatever it's called. It, it's an open park that has all these, you know, different attractions. We did that. Um, we walked around, and then we we uh, went and had lunch at a really cool place called Mother Road Market, which is on Route 66. It's like a big um, food place that you can have. You have different options of eating. And then we we did that. Then we went to the movie theater. And then we went home and scratched our heads the whole time. It was like, yeah. what did we just watch? Um, <laughs> and then that was it. So that was our that was our Saturday. So I've been I've been in deep thought this entire time of what just transpired. And many many YouTube videos later on talking about West Africa and you know French colonialism and all that stuff. Um, and so yeah, that's what that's what's. Uh, been been going on here at least so very nice yeah. very nice i want i want to know the second part now <clears throat> um what has brought about your current uh interest in the three kingdoms period of chinese oh. history <laughs> okay so it's <laughs> So the, there's so the main thing is, is that there's a video game called Three Kingdoms. And it's made by the Total War people, and they yes. like Rome Total War, like a lot of historical games. And my personal all-time favorite game of ever, uh, the Warhammer Total War series. Um, and so thinking about that, and then just thinking about like, um, like more so like ancient Chinese culture, and having that always in the thought of back of my mind of like. Korean culture and that Netflix series that I watched like a long time ago called Kingdom, where it's oh, yes. about like the time period of Japan's first invasion into Korea and plus their zombies. And so thinking of how kind of like each country kind of influenced each other. Um, and then I watched like part of what was it? Uh, Red Cliff, which talks about the big battle in the Three Kingdoms. And then I was like, well, let me just deep surge into this and the, the kind of, you know, also part of this time period and culture that a lot, not that many people know about or discuss. Because when you think of like mythology, you think of like ancient Greece or ancient Rome and like all of that kind of mythology. But literally the part of this time period of Chinese culture, it's, you know, written in a book called The Romance of Greece. Three Kingdoms, where it's yes. not history-ish, and it's part like romanticized and you know into you know incorporated in mythology. And so like there's history to it, but like these larger than life characters that come in, like Dong uh, Zhou and all those kind of things. That, like, all this, yeah, like this did happen, or Chow Chow. Um, yes. That you know that that happened, but to like like there's a mystery behind it, like. You know, it's history, but what part is and what part isn't. And then that just spiraled into, you know, the, the Red Turban Rebellion and then like the the, or the nine, eight, nine princes time yeah, period. Yeah. Yellow Turban. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What did I say? Red. What's yellow? In, in, oh, yeah, the, the Yellow Turban Rebellion. And the, right, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's, it's just been a spiral effect. Um, some, what, what happens most of the time is that I watch something or I read something about a particular time period of history and then i start like reading books or ordering books or 
just diving into YouTube channels and I'm like, oh yes, I love this. And then, you know, a few weeks from now I'll watch something else. Like, oh, I'm really into that now. So if you ask me like a week from now about like, oh, Aaron, what was your time period? Like, oh, well, actually, Loudy Day, we did this during this time period. And like, oh, what are you interested in now? Like, oh, I'm actually interested in Latin American history, but, uh, you know, one step at a time. So it's, it's just been a spiral, man. It's a lot of emotion going on right now. I'm still, I'm still right. a mental wreck from, from the movie. From the movie and the, the confusing quagmire of the days of Three Kingdoms. Colin, for trying to keep up here, <clears throat> uh, the Three Kingdoms period is like the end of Han Dynasty China and like starting around like 220 AD. I think I just looked it up here. Uh, it kind of goes between that and like two, was it 80? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like this like 60 year period where China split into three kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Get it? And like <laughs> they were really vying for power to take hold and um, who was going to be in charge of China. And it, like Aaron said, it's really fascinating because it's like historical, but also the mythology kind of around this time, like the, the people that were there are, it's nuts. Right? It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, the story of what supposedly happened during this time with all these people is insane. <laughs> it's like this crazy story that is like, there's all this like alliances and betrayals and strategy and turning on people and like one single combat to the death and craziness and like, man. It's a, <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> and there's all these like cool moments, like the the allegedly, and that are that have been mythologized to this story, like the <clears throat> that like is attributed to like single characters. Where like there's one part where the they're like escaping, like the Shu Kingdom is escaping. They're being chased down, and like they have to. Like, there's a guy who just guards the last bridge. He's, like, one of the king's, like... Or not king, but the leader's, like, best friends. And he's like, no, I'm going to guard the escape. So there's, like, this really, like, <laughs> insane showdown where Zhengfa holds the whole bridge until they can escape and then, like, runs away. And then, like, Guan Yu, right? A guy's, mm-hmm. like, mythologically insane. Like, <clears throat> literally, like, the warrior god of China. Like, that's how mythologized he become. <clears throat> oh, my... Like it's, I have read that, Aaron. I have that in two volumes on my bookshelf right here. I have the really, <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh my! <laughs> did you did you get those? Did you get those last year? Those I, I got those a long time oh, okay. ago. Okay, I couldn't remember if those were. No, those are not recent purchases. Okay, I read them many years ago, uh, but they are really crazy. <clears throat> and then, of course. Uh, this period immortalized in one of the most niche and bizarre video games ever created. Um, That's right. Dynasty Warriors. That's right. <laughs> I love that game. That's my guilty pleasure game list. <clears throat> right? Like, Dynasty Warriors. Like, the game is not, like, great. But <laughs> it's also, like, fun. <laughs> and it's one where they just, like, they just make more. And it's, like, just the exact same game, but, like, updated graphics and stuff <laughs> so it's oh, like, no. <laughs> i mean it's not bad because they add some new features and things but it's like mm-hmm. dynasty warriors 7 yes it's the exact same story and it's literally 
that's what everybody that plays it wants though that's like <laughs> that like the really niche fandom that is there back to niche things uh that's all they, they don't care that's the exact same game again they just want <laughs> could you tell the ex- <laughs> could you give us a brand new video game and tell the exact same story <clears throat> thank you yeah with, with different characters yes. maybe <laughs> no. Oh, no well they add uh whenever they because like when they update it they have now more room for like more characters that are actually oh. in the you know the actual tale and stuff yeah so they just like add more random people like oh here's this other side guy did you, did you who's know kind of important but we didn't have room on him yeah yeah there was actually no room in the ram for him last time but now we <laughs> <laughs> Memory plus increases. We can tell more stories. Yeah, and we can have more actually named characters instead of, instead of like the generic ones. So yeah, again, that's another guilty pleasure thing. But I also am a <laughs> giant. I just yeah, I find that time period very fascinating as well. Yeah. So I. <laughs> it's like all the political maneuvering and all the craziness and like the oh man, it's wild. <laughs> There is not a summary, like, it's not, like, pages long about all the weird stuff that happens in that, probably. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool, though, too. I like that. It's fun. <clears throat> That's another random side thing that I'm like, oh, man, this period's so cool. And, like, nothing else. Like, that's the only <laughs> There you go. Colin, what have you been doing? Uh, we've been, so there's a lot, a lot going on. Uh, so how many, how many West African movies have you seen this week? Uh, so, um, <laughs> I, about, about average, actually about my average number. <laughs> so zero. zero. <laughs> no, I did want <laughs> zero to a half, the same number of movies from India you have seen. I watched eight more minutes of that movie. <laughs> two nights ago. <laughs> I had to stop. (laughs) One day, audience. One day. I am slowly (laughs) Ah. Ah. getting there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so that's fun. Um (laughs) for that for those of you wondering, uh, that is from episode This Is Only Half Over, where uh we review and watch uh movies from uh Bollywood. Uh, and mine is still not done. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And spoilers, I, listeners. I liked them all very much. I, yeah, <laughs> so much so that you like, did a deep dive. I watched like, like four or five. I don't know how you had time for it because mine is literally, I, I, <laughs> I still have an hour and 15 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> to be fair, uh, it was like quarantine times. Like we weren't in school. I wasn't doing anything else. So I was like, well, yeah. Touche. Like, <laughs> Touche. Yeah. So I had lots of time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had nothing but time. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> um, but be, be that's why. That. That's why. That's why I picked that challenge. Because like, wait, I need to do something. <laughs> no, it's good. It's just it's there. It's it's up my recommended or continued watching on uh, Amazon Prime a video every time. There you I go. On. One day he'll finish. I'm reminded. 
I did. I sat down. I watched it. I watched about eight more minutes. And I was like, okay, 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 we're oh dear. <laughs> Moving on. So, um, no, it's been uh, with a lot of the uh, well, the weather's getting nice and people are ready to travel. And so, what does that mean? Uh, means they need dog sitting to- extravaganza. They need to put dog somewhere. Uh, and I am not joking when I say that in the past eight days, uh, we have said more to uh, to more people than we have the previous three years combined. Um, it is it is just insane because we're totally booked. We've been to- we've been hit. We have been at one hundred percent, one hundred ten percent capacity. Uh, we will be at 110% capacity for three weeks straight. Um, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And so uh, it's been part, part of that is we had a family that left and they have three dogs. Um, again, reference last week's episode where I discussed the pugs uh, and this little Indeed. like Yorkie thing. Um, so immediately like already we've got three dogs in the house right and so that's because one family left and then as soon as like all these other people trying to leave it's trying to accommodate them and go visit them and also schedule and all this other stuff so it's been been a lot but uh it's been fine i mean the dogs are for the most part very well behaved they're they're it's it's nice they're at the very end of their stay now uh and by now they're they're used to the routine and they they get it and they so that's one nice thing about dogs that stay with you for a while when you board them is that after about day four they get it and they understand what's going on now yeah and they just know right um very rarely have we had a problem where it's day six and a dog is still like totally freaking out (laughs) (laughs) because those dogs not fun at all. Those are just neurotic and they can't no, be helped. Yeah, oh no, yes. <laughs> um, so, that's good. So that'll be, we have another week of just absolute mayhem. Uh, but, Ooh. yeah, next week is looking to be, to be even more crazy. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, that's been, been good for, for my, the other side of things. I sat in on a meeting where I have never had to sit on a meeting like this before where there were 30 people on the call. Uh, and they, did, they, they, <laughs> and they, I sat in one of those meetings before, but this has never happened. Um, so th- I sat in on this meeting because we were supposed to be, uh, uh, part of my work objectives this, this year are, is to reintroduce, help reintroduce my unit to the department. Um, because we're technical staff, People are supposed to, I, I only have a job, basically, I only work when people bring me work. Um, we can do stuff, but the heart, the nuts and bolts of my job is somebody within, from within the department contacts me and they have questions about streams and watershed health, and then I can go do that. Can't really drum that up. <laughs> so with the reorg um, that has been so well documented on the show, um, we've talked a lot about oh, yes. uh, all the chaos that that has ensued. Um, we are so. I know busy. that all of our German listeners just love to hear about that. Probably, <laughs> they probably love. Well. I mean, all right, guys. <laughs> intermixed with that was a lot of the, like the hog hunting, and I'm sure they. Yeah. That's true. Germans love a good boar hunt. Still happening, maybe. Don't know. Don't, <laughs> you know, I don't. Your I podcast don't. for invasive species talk. <laughs> Here it is, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, invasive species podcast central. Um, but 
we're so disconnected from the people who we're actually supposed to be serving now, uh, and nobody knows how to contact us. And many people are now in positions where they should know about us, but they've never had to interact with us before because they weren't in fisheries or they weren't in aquatics. They were in forestry or wildlife or then something completely different. But now yeah. they're in decision-making uh, positions. They're setting work plans <clears throat> and they're telling people to do things, but they don't know about us. And they don't know that actually the way a lot of these things and projects are li- written, uh, we we have to approve them. We have to have hands and eyes and ears on projects and give our recommendations a lot of times before they move forward. Whether they end up using our recommendations or not, like we, we still have to go through that process. So to do that, um, we're now sitting in on <laughs> wonderful uh, district planning committees. Uh, case you're wondering there are nine regions within mdc in missouri each region has between three and four districts that meet once a month <laughs> and so that's a lot of meetings to sit on uh, when they all end like this 30 people on the call and these are all people who are making decisions and blah blah and they go okay uh uh, uh thomas uh we'll start with you uh and then we'll just go down the roster and uh Give us an update on the projects you're working uh, on. Oh. oh. Ow. <laughs> they, just, they just turn it over. And the other person has the floor. And they can just talk. And talk. And talk. And oh, no. Talk. And one guy... You can, tell, you can tell the kind of interactions that people have had previously whenever they get handed the mic like this. Some people would go... You'd say they look at their paper and they go, yeah, uh, helped a couple landowners and uh, working on funding. Next. And then someone goes, I have cut down 337 trees. Uh, I have done five fires. I have uh, contacted 19 landowners uh, and I have made uh, 18 site visits. I have worked on 14 ponds and I have like, they, <laughs> it's like. They have this dashboarded out, right? They are counting. Also, can we just say the sentence, I have done five fires, sounds like an arsonist out of context. (laughs) Like, we (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, uh, wait, what do you mean you've done five fires? What does that mean? Well, it's like, (laughs) were you supposed to? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Follow-up question. (laughs) uh, Hold on. (laughs) And so, you know, my role, like, I am not supposed to be, I am not at that level of, decision making um i am sitting on these and every uh, everyone else in my unit are sitting in on these i just have a presence right because this is yeah. dump and they are talking about all of their projects that are going to require funding that do need to typically at least have our eyes and ears on and so it's just a way to try and get us better connected at a certain level uh so that we know what's going on because right now we have no idea i have i cannot tell you what anybody's doing and a lot of that has to do with the people who are supposed to be contacting us have no idea what their jobs are. No. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Right. And so they're trying to figure it out. And the people who are doing the work plans don't know what anybody else used to do. And so we're, it's just one way that we can try and be a little bit more connected and just be visible. Be like, hey, yeah, we're here. We are technical. We are support. And we're here for you. So... I, you know, here's my contact information and, and move on. But I just, I had to sit through that first meeting this week, actually, and I'm getting the other ones planned out 
And I just sat there like <laughs> rubbing my temples like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> that, that does sound quite bad. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and uh, so our, <laughs> our chimney uh, has been, is defunct. Uh, they lopped it off at the top and um, patched it up at the roof and it just sits right below the roof. Like they took, tore down the chimney. But there is still a chimney in my wall, uh, and I still have a fireplace. Yes. And stuffed up in the chimney down in the living room is a bunch of insulation. Um, uh, the pink oh, okay, yeah. insulation stuff that they've crammed up in there, and I've crammed more up in the, in the attic just so I'm not conveying vast quantities of either hot or cold air, depending on the season. You don't want to just, like, leach heat into the attic? Come on, that's just a fun thermodynamics experiment. I know. You just want... <laughs> <laughs> just love eating my yeah and so um the other day we are i'm just going about our day and i'm going in and out of the front door i'm going in the back and then i pause and i and i look because the the air had been smelling kind of like musty and i was like this is kind of weird but we do have a lot of dogs in the house and blah blah and so i open it true so I didn't really think anything of it, and I look, and no, I don't, I don't know what happened at all. But there's a foot and a half of ash, brick, and amalgamation uh. sitting in my fireplace, uh. <laughs> with with dust oh. all over the floor, and and I'm like, what? And so I don't know if a dog was in the fireplace and looked up and saw a piece of that um, uh, insulation and pulled on it, but I put that insulation there and there was not a foot of ash and bricks and mortar above there whenever I did that. Otherwise, it would have fallen down on top of me. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't know exactly what happened or if like somehow like part like my my chimney has partially collapsed inside and uh yeah that's <laughs> little, little bits of it have come down my chimney <laughs> but I, <laughs> I had to go get a shovel and like was shuffling up all this stuff and then having now, to did you question small children in the vicinity about what had happened also did you be like hello small girl have you seen uh, this pile of debris in the fire. Do you know anything about this? <laughs> I didn't because you know, I the the kids have been around it for a long time and they've never messed with it. And we do have a dog. Um, his name is Harley. He's a German Shepherd, and he does chew on a lot of stuff and he does get into things. So my first instinct was, you know, right. I'm I'm perfectly fine blaming Harley because he's kind of a pill. Um, and he, again, he's a puppy, so he can take. But it was just bizarre because I was just like, we, we, "A, when did this happen?" Because I live in my house and I did not <laughs> hear anything. Like, also, weird sins out of context. I live in my house. Clearly, like <laughs> clear, clear, clearly, officer, you I live in my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, okay, okay. A- it seriously was enough to fill. Fill completely fill a five gallon bucket worth of stuff, um, and dust everywhere. But and I, I was just so shocked again of like I 
when did this happen? I thought I surely would have heard this, um, even if a dog had messed with it. I, but no. Uh, so I have no idea. Not if it landed on top of the insulation. <laughs> Muffled the sound. No, like the, it was like it on stealth rock fall. Stealth rock. <laughs> those are the, those are the worst, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the most bizarre uh, piece of my past week was walking in and seeing that after having been in the living room that entire time, and then. Seeing that, going like, huh, that's odd. Guess I need to clean that up now. Okay. <laughs> that you didn't think of like, man, maybe I should go poke my head in the attic and see if I still have a chimney attached to things. Is <laughs> there a debris field in that? <laughs> well, if there's a debris field, it's like in the second story, right? And then the attic, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah. That. No, just so you know, like, okay, well, it's fallen down now. All right. Sure. <laughs> Check. Check. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, that sounds not... I mean, whole bricks are falling out. Um, This is like an alarm bell. It was not full Right? Bricks. Like, that's... It was not full bricks. I did not have bricks. I had... There were pieces, and then there was, like, the mortar that goes between them. And then there was. That's also lot, not good. That means that ash. bricks could be follow next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bricks could be next. So, uh, but I'm trying to figure out like, where did all of that ash come from? Because ash doesn't sit like that. Soot, like right, like soot is up on the sides, and it should be black. This was not black. This was just straight up ash. So I. Well, I, was it ash or was it like? disintegrated mortar well there were pieces of mortar in there but it was definitely ash because it was so fine it was it was in it okay well yeah with my questions like is it is it actually just mortar that's ground to dust and it's just fallen out it could be right like if it's some like janky like really old bad mortar that's just disintegrating and it turns to powder so it looks like ash but it could be it could just be mortar this is entirely possible. Uh, I have. It's just falling out, and that's why hunks of stuff are falling out of the middle. Mm-hmm. Which again, problematic. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> you know, I figure because mortar holds bricks together, right? And so, <laughs> and it is a lot of chimney above it. A lot of yeah, chimney. a lot of chimney. even though it's been lopped off at the top, there's still. I mean, it goes. Yeah, so it has to get all the way to the top, though, up two floors. Yes. In each, yeah, each floor. Yeah. And my ceilings are 10 feet tall. Yeah. So 11 feet. Yeah. Actually, in the, in the living room, they're taller than that. So it's a lot of, a lot of feet of bricks. Plus somewhere in the attic. So yeah, plus, it's it. Plus six feet in the attic on top of that. Yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> that, was, that was my mystery. So I'll let you know. Uh, how much is more I start accumulating uh, and go from there. What a what a fun, tantalizing mystery. Where How many bricks are going to come down the fireplace today? Ooh, let me count. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, children. Counting practice today. One. Ka-thunk. Two. Ka-thunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's what about you? What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Um, I've had I don't know, just normal school stuff mostly. I've had a bunch of not a bunch, but like at least two. Um, uh, what do we call it? Perspective teaching like students in my classroom oh, this yeah. last week. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> Did I just show up? Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting having them come through. So they just they need observation hours for social right. studies, and so they heard that my class is the place to be, obviously. So they came by. Nice. <laughs> no other reason. <laughs> yeah, no other reason. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, they just came by. So I had one that, that was there uh, last week, and then I had another one show up uh, yesterday and today. So they're just doing observation hours. They got to teach a little. She's going to teach a little lesson tomorrow. She's going to do my intro to my last project. Um, and then go from there. So that's been interesting talking to them about that. That's been kind of cool, like seeing where they are, kind of how their stuff's going, talking to them about just random things. It's been kind of interesting seeing what they have to say about stuff. So this has been kind of a, I don't know, it's been neat. I don't know why in the world they sent to my class. I was like, I <laughs> was like, do they, do you mind if they come into your class and observe? And I was like, I mean, you've been to my class, you know, how crazy it isn't here. If that's what you want, <laughs> if you're cool with that. If you're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're fine them being exposed to that mayhem and, and trauma to fine. my insanity plus sixth graders yeah then yeah sure go for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's extra special land in there uh sixth graders are very intriguing little fellas so it's fun <laughs> so <nice. laughs> it's fun though today we had uh uh, well, Susan came in today because oh. uh, she's the district like registrar person and stuff. So they, we were learning about uh, things you need to know to be in seventh grade. Dun dun dun! Because oh, it's light. where we are now. Uh, well, they came in. They were talking about our our um, computer system that we use, and they were kind of uh, her and the counselor came in. And they were talking about uh mostly Susan was talking about how to log into this the the gradebook system from the student side, and so what that looks like, how you log in, how you can monitor your grades and your assignments and everything. Well, that's cool. Um, from that side, yeah, it's nice because that's not a thing we do in sixth grade, right? In sixth grade, I still go, "Hey, you, come here." <laughs> <laughs> this is how you're missing an assignment. Right. <laughs> or we have like a assignment boards, you know, where we write the assignments and the whoever we're missing from just on the board and they just look at it and they go, Okay, I'm missing the assignment, here it is, boom. <clears throat> uh nobody has told our seventh grade teachers about assignment boards, apparently. It's too oh. too advanced technology for them. Uh so <laughs> uh we they were learning about how to do that. Just like in progress monitor some stuff. And there's other stuff too. Like there's schedules on there. They're like the school calendars on there. All kind of stuff. So they were learning about that system today. Which was uh, pretty good. Because that's like the 7th graders rely on that a lot. Like like I said, they don't... Nobody tells you in 7th grade. It's like, goodbye. <laughs> Do your thing. So <clears throat> to be able to be like, oh, what is my grade right now? 
check. Okay, got right. it. Like <laughs> that's some good info to have. So we we learned about that today. So we're gonna practice that some and see how it goes. Part of that stuff we're planning. The counselor talked to us about planning a couple things about to help transition them to seventh grade. We'll see how that goes. Well, I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, that was interesting. And then I was mad the rest of the day. People are ridiculous. So it was like so angry. Oh, no. <laughs> like irrationally angry because like I didn't. <laughs> I had, they finally let our kids go back to the cafeteria, mm-hmm. right? To eat lunch, which I understand why you don't do that. Clearly, there's, you know, things happening. So they were like, okay, well, we've moved around the lunch times and we've said all this stuff and then they they let them go in there we have all these like cool like partition things on all the tables and everything like these plastic dividers that they can sit by and everything and like it's fine friday it's fine yesterday it's fine today i had kids show up at my door like 15 minutes early i was like what are you doing and they're like they made us leave i was like what what do you mean they made you leave what are you talking about oh no yeah, I have no idea what happened. Uh, they got in some big, like, a bunch of people are like, no, they have to leave now. There's a bell. Like, there's a bell that dismisses them. I don't understand, <laughs> like, what the problem is. <clears throat> and I was just so incredibly angry <laughs> at these people for that. I was like, what is the matter with you? Why? Why? <laughs> Why can't you just listen and follow the schedule? We have a schedule for a reason. Just do it. This one. I need you to do one thing. I need you to do one thing, and you let me down. What? <laughs> what the heck? Good grief! Just a box of lunch back up. Eat in the classroom. It's easier. I don't have to worry about you making bad decisions. <laughs> be ridiculous. I'm still angry. I'm sorry. I can't. I <laughs> You hide it so well. I'm, I've got to be honest here. I did. Yeah, I was like, one of my fellow teachers was like, well, I'm going to message uh, somebody about this. He's like, okay, you do that because I am in no frame of mind to be messaging anybody right now because it's going to be just like angry rants and expletives possibly. I don't want to do that. So like, <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, like how I the kids like- are like, I didn't even finish my lunch. I was like, I know. What the... <laughs> Come what on. Even? What are you doing? I don't know. It was crazy. It's one of those things that makes me really mad because like uh, people assume that like my, our schedule is the same as the rest of the elementary school schedule. It's like extremely malleable and oh, you just make up the time wherever you want. You can just fit it in somewhere else. That's the attitude that you get. But like, no, 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 no. We have a very tight schedule. Right, it's all mapped out like to the minute, right? And we we don't have to, we can't. What am I gonna do with fifty kids for ten minutes? Let them sit there in my class? No, Great. Yeah. come on, what are you doing? <laughs> Ridiculous! I'm so angry. So, we'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> you don't have to have send any more angry emails at people. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. Other than that debacle of 
people being ridiculous and not understanding how time works, not knowing how clocks function. Like, I don't. <laughs> Just imagine the very aggressive <laughs> notes on the uh, on the clocks in the uh, in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, this one is. Just be like, hey, hey, yeah, this is when you leave. I know. It's just, I don't, I'm trying to sound too grumpy, but again, it's one of those things where, like, I only need, like, I only need to rely on other people for, like, a very small part of my day. And when that part goes wrong, it's like, <clears throat> why? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, girl. Well, you've talked about that. Because the rest of the time, the sixth grade is very self contained, and we don't, yeah. you know, we just do our own thing. Yeah. Right. And then when we, we need other people for, like, 30 minutes. That's it. That's all. Right. And they screw it up. And I was like, why? Can't keep it. <laughs> so well, angry. Well, hopefully tomorrow will be, uh, will be better and they keep them for the proper time. We'll see. Yeah. Let them eat their lunch, man. Come on. Yeah. That's what totally, are you doing? That's not, that's not cool. Uh, no, I don't understand that. Why they? Had... I don't either. Like, well, and they did the same thing to the fifth grade. They made him move a little bit early. And they're like, well, the other kids came in early. I was like, that's their problem. They shouldn't be here yet. Yeah, that's not their turn. It's not their teachers clearly don't know how clocks work. So talk to them. Right. <laughs> it's like we need to have an all staff meeting. <laughs> yeah. This is the hour hand. This is the minute hand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. When the minute hand is on 56, then let the sixth grade leave the cafeteria. Boom. That's all I need from you. That's why. <laughs> Talk to you about the magic of time. Magic time is a flat circle. One where we gotta we gotta go to the second grade and get those little clocks, like the yellow ones with the yeah. blue hands. You know, yes. Those we, are, we have a couple of those in my house. Working on it with Lily. <laughs> Prop so. those up. All right, guys. Look, here's the video. <laughs> Talk to you about the magic of time. Oh, the gosh. That's frustrating. Yes. It's very frustrating. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not like they just get like oodles of time anyway. Sure. That's right. A, you know. So when you're cutting the time off by like 10 minutes, it's like, what, what are you doing? Because yeah. like logistically, they should only have. Yeah, it's like 28 minutes or something like that. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> so, but that's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know that you talk about um, learning time, and, and that's something that we're working on with Lillian. Um, she was she went in and was evaluated for kindergarten uh, to see if she was on track. Oh man, right. Did you skip? Uh, no, no, she was. So yeah, so she did skip, and she caught the ball, and she went. Like, you have to skip. That's that's the the rule. Something. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, she got she got 
98s and 99 percents on everything except except right her biggest thing that she was knocked on was that she could she didn't know what the coins were and because they asked her what coin is this what coin is this what coin is this and i was like they and we haven't talked to them about these results at all but i'm like well yeah because we don't use coins in our house (laughs) yeah like nobody does like i don't (laughs) a little frustrating (laughs) that she you know again i understand that they have their standard checks that they have to do and they have to be consistent but i'm like i'm fine like that that gets back to a lot of like a lot of my problems with that kind of standard test of like i understand there has to be a standard and you have to do this thing but like i i am perfectly fine with my child not getting a hundred percent on that because we don't ever use coin right oh yeah and again if they like listen I've been to, I've done those kindergarten screenings. There's kids that are like, what letter is this? What's a letter? Like that, you know what I mean? And it's fine. Like, it's okay. I know. Like, <laughs> it, just, it, just, it, it just got me thinking, like had me thinking about those kind of, about those kind of tests and, and that it really is like, well, yeah, if I would have known that they were going to ask her what a penny was, I would have sat down and uh, like while we were waiting for her to go in to the test, I would be like, oh, yeah, this is a pity. <laughs> like we would have done that. And well, yeah, but again, you're right. That is a very, like, there are some things like that that are like benchmarks of elementary school that are not relevant right. to anybody's life anymore. Yeah. And the people that write these things in the state are all like 78 years old <laughs> and they don't know anything. They're like ridiculous. Yeah. They're all like whatever. So, yeah, the fact that they're like, "No, they got to know how to tell time with the analog clock." And like, "Why?" Yeah. It's literally <laughs> pointless. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> nobody uses that. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, it's not <laughs> Yeah, they don't need that. (laughs) Like they don't. Nobody needs to know what a nickel is. I haven't paid with cash for anything in years. Nothing, because it's annoying and it's in the way, and I don't like carrying in my pocket. As we learned from our other episode, I don't like to carry things around in my pockets. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I don't want to carry on pocket full of nickels and dimes. No, I don't need that. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that. So right, and that's you know, it's what it just got me thinking of like how how that kind of stuff just persists, and people go, well, this is the test, and this is how we standardize, and blah blah, and and so you have this this chest this ch- uh, test that is unchanging, but yet like societal and cultural shifts are happening and the test isn't actually keeping up with that. And, and so you actually just end up testing the complete wrong thing and aren't actually getting the result that you think that you're getting right. Like, because yeah, because it's not no, totally. relevant anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really all you need to like, it's a much more relevant test for kindergarten to be like, what shape is this? Right. Square circle triangle. That's that's identifying, right? It's the same thing, but it's a, something useful 
and a thing that you will actually use in your life. Like there are yeah. like, you know, you don't need to know what a penny is. You don't use the only thing I use pennies for is in my science class. I I use them for my test to when we see which one sounds different. <laughs> and I use them for weight. When we'd make boats to try to sink them. Sink like them. how many pennies do I stack in this thing? It's just a, a weight. I have it I don't ever spend them. Because number one, they're useless. And what am I gonna <laughs> what am I gonna spend it on? Nothing. Like <laughs> Yeah. So it's anyway, and and I didn't want to come across as like that parent who's just like Oh well good. Like uh, I'm glad my child didn't know that or like <laughs> or anything like, like that, but I'm it's obviously not something that I'm going to be concerned about. And this is not just because oh, yeah. she's only five, right? I'm not it's not, yeah. I'm not I'm not even talking about that. Like the only reason we really did this test is just to just to know, right? It didn't nothing weighed on it, nothing was in the balance, nothing we could have cared less. It was just okay, we can yeah. make sure that we're headed in the right direction with this. Yeah. So, well, and to, to they like to have that when they before they go to kindergarten, just like they, they said that they know what everybody's at too, right? And yeah. some of those are actually really good tests, right? Like weirdly, the skipping thing is actually a really important test, right? Right. So it it not only is like motor skills and stuff like that; it has to do a lot with like crossing the center line. Yeah, and ability to read yeah. is actually kind of tied to how well you can skip at a young age, which is weird and very peculiar. But it's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and, and that I'll- centerline stuff is wild, like legitimately a bizarre thing. Like you, there are kids that cannot cross that center line that imaginary line like imagine it, it bisects your your head vertically like right through your nose yeah that there are certain kids who cannot like move their hand from one side of their face to the other because they're crossover and their brain tells them stop they'll like move their hand and they'll stop in the middle hmm. it's so strange <laughs> Yeah, well, and just so yeah, you know, I understand those kind of tests, and and just you know, Lillian is is just straight up reading books by herself. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> to yeah. anybody who will listen to her, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, you know, she'll sit with us, and Megan and I, you know, we'll we'll be texting each other for different parts of the house, or Megan's out, or whatever, and, and Lillian will be reading the text as I'm typing it, and and uh, nah. <laughs> so. I start being a little bit more sneaky, but it's true. It's just you know, have so, her read to the dogs. She can't go. She can't. Perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect. It, well, and and on that, you know, I know, I know that helps many kids to learn to read is to read to dogs. So there are our therapy dogs, where, uh, which are just for that. Um, yeah, because they just sit and listen to you, and they're just like yeah, an audience, and, and they don't have that pressure, and they don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot a lot less off that, but you know, if there were something that we were concerned about, you know. I would look, you know, maybe a little bit more at these tests, but oh yeah, yeah, I just, I just couldn't, I just, I just couldn't stop laughing when I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she, she got a C on that part because she didn't know what a penny was. We're good. That's fine <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. I think we're fine because <laughs> she, no, she was. They, they were doing like the, the memory numbers of like I'm going to give you a series of four numbers and you have to tell them back. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. she could do that. She could do it up to like 
that one's much more important than do you know what a nickel is right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah or like or the um it was you know they read a story and then they were like okay well what color was the duck or um how did the boy feel in the story or things like that and she did just um so again all these things that are actually relevant i'm like okay we're but (laughs) i'm good yeah, no one should have them anyway. Nobody should have them. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Let's further this. <laughs> it's true. Get rid of them. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I know that makes a lot of people angry. A lot of people like a lot of you know that like to the coinage thing, right? That's the big debate. Like, le- legitimately, we don't actually even need pennies. Mm-hmm. Really, right. but a lot of people get mad because they're like, like you said, it's a, it's a familiarity mm-hmm. thing, you know. And like, oh well, I've always, I've always, there's always been pennies forever, and so why would you not have them? <laughs> Even though they're like not cost effective and nobody uses them, and there was literally a coin shortage during quarantine because. Everyone just has jars full of coins in their house and they don't ever do anything with them. Right, and so like <laughs> okay, cool. when yeah. no but when like less people were out spending money on things, there was like no coins everywhere because they're just in jars in people's kitchens. Right. Like they <laughs> don't use them. They're not convenient. And I would much rather <laughs> see like as far as things that are quote, you know, antiquated, old, like I would much rather see a return to an emphasis on cursive writing. Than on coin identification or you know, mm-hmm. these kind of these kind of skills or or whatever. I mean, that's true, but I mean, in the same vein, you also don't need cursive writing either. I'm saying if 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 you had to have a choice, right? Of like, uh, we'll, that's we'll, fair. We'll get rid of coin identification, or we'll we'll get rid of cursive. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> get rid of coin. Keep that's true, but you you just I'm just legitimately saying you also don't need. Cursive writing. That's not a thing. Right. That's yes. I mean you literally when's the last time you hand wrote anything to give some back? <laughs> Other than Colin. Aaron, when's the last time you hand wrote something? Uh, Colin does it just for I leisure. Oh. Uh, um, I take notes like for my job literally all the time. But then yeah, but like, are those for you or do those people need to see those? Oh yeah, no, those are those are strictly for me. Yeah. Um and it, all the stuff that people need to see, what do you do? Uh, like I like I, I um as far as like things that I like I do for people or if I yeah if I all the stuff for your job when when other people need to see it what 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 happens to it do you write it or oh, do you what I uh, I type it up in ah, an email or yeah document it be like here you go <laughs> yes oh, yeah. so I, w- if- I will say I will say. Like, Kind of do with Colin's deal. Um, Shelby loves calligraphy. Oh yeah, like with um, you know going back to like cursive. Shelby loves calligraphy, and you know all things you know calligraphy, calligraphy, calligraphy-ish. Um, that's the word. It's true. What is the so, of that? I don't know. <laughs> and so she, calligraphic? she loves, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. so she she loves all things like that. Um, 
like that is you know something that she like she has like clicker pins and you know stuff like that and so like i that kind of feel and aesthetic and everything like that's kind of cool um and so like I, I think having that ability i mean like signatures are different but like having that ability to be like oh looks like that um that's kind of cool but i mean the only thing i write in cursive is my name and even that is a um mess a lot of times i mean yeah <laughs> Because people are like, oh, can you sign this? And I, I sign it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I write that? Like, <laughs> yes, but you just wrote that. I'm like, you sure? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I did that. It was terrible. I'm sorry. But it's your, uh, whatever. So, yeah, I, I get that a lot with people. Yeah, and I'm not, like, look, I'm not knocking it. Because, listen, I have a fountain pen collection. Okay, I understand. All I'm saying <laughs> Is it isn't necessary. Like you were saying with Shelby, like it's a cool thing. It's a fun thing. It's a hobby slash interest. It's not a necessary part of your life. Mm. Right. That's what I, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not cool and it's not neat. And there are people that make really beautiful calligraphy things, but it's like a lot of people that just have really nice handwriting, but a lot of that is used for like decorative things. They handwrite like invitations. It's for like special events. It's not a skill that you need, right? It's similar to be like if it was 2021 and we're still teaching shorthand in school. Mm. Right? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, Greg ruled shorthand. Who's, who needs that? <laughs> Nobody. Like, <laughs> it's a skill. It's a cool thing. It was useful at some point in the past. Today is not the day for that, right? And there's still people that I'm sure that like do it. I, well, some people like learned it a long time ago, obviously. And like you could learn it on your own, right? And just like funsies, you can like wow your friends with your stenography. Be like, what? What the world? <laughs> oh yeah. And I think part of that is 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 obviously as a parent, and I'm sure as a teacher too, of going okay. Like, we're teaching this. A, like, why are we teaching this? Are we teaching this because this is what has always, always been taught? Or are we teaching this because it's actually relevant? And then, on the second, on the other part of that is, like, when we're keeping stuff, like, why, like should we be doing stuff because, because it actually plays a developmental function and role in a child's life? Or do we just want them to know it so they can know it? And, and that's obviously... <clears throat> A balance that you have to 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 weigh because does like I, I for us I know we will be we will encourage Lillian and Noah to work on cursive writing. I don't think it really does anything developmentally for them, um, but I think it would be nice for them to kn- to know that. Um, but like w- we will encourage things like skipping and obviously you know all of these things. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm quite making the distinction there as well as I'm trying to, but just that there is this balance between doing stuff just to do them. Then there's doing stuff because they're actually developmentally advantageous, but maybe they're not relevant to current society, but developmentally they're still beneficial. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? Well, yeah, that makes, well, that's, that's kind of like with the coins thing. Like, yeah. is it relevant that they know what a nickel is? No. 
is it relevant that they could look at something and then identify and classify it as this thing? Yes. Right. Right. So yeah. it kind of becomes relevant in the whole test thing what the thing is. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they just use coins in that test because it's a thing that at some point everybody did know and did use. <laughs> right. But now it's like uh, a what? Who <laughs> who carries change in their pocket? Well, Gross. Like not. I don't want that. And this this made me feel really old. Um, I was coming up the stairs, and Lillian was downstairs. She said, "Where are you going?" And I said, "I've got to go get my cell phone." And there was a pause, and she said, "Dad, what's a cell phone?" And I paused, and I went, "It's just a phone." And she went, "Oh." Okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I I don't I we just say phone. I we don't ever say I have to, you know, where's my cell phone? Nobody says that anymore. True. It, she had never heard it. That's fair. <laughs> so, I you know, some of these things obviously change and morph over time as well. It's just uh it's funny. That's funny. <laughs> funny whenever you get it put back, you know, you're like, "Oh, yeah, you okay. don't know what that word is. You, why would you? <laughs> Fair. True. That's kind of funny. Isn't it? Yeah, she was really confused. She was genuinely like, what, "What's what's that?" <laughs> oh, it's just. just... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, Dad, aren't all phones mobile? Well, no, kid. Back in my day, well, bolted no. to the wall, and you had to put quarters in them. You don't know what the quarter is, though. It's fine. You don't need to worry about. It. <laughs> well, I mean, truth be told, when we say we have to, we're going to call somebody. Like when we call Dad, we call Dee Dee, we call Megan's folks. Um, we Facetime them. We, you know, right? We do a video. Call. Yeah, we don't even do audio. That my kids are so confused when it's audio only, right? They do not understand. Where are you? Right, where Why can't I see you? <laughs> They're in the phone, right? Like, it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they... <laughs> right. They just calling somebody is just using video. Right? That's just what it is. And um, so that's, again... These these things, these concepts even change. What does it mean call somebody? What does it mean to to have a phone? A lot of these terminology change and to bring it back to these tests and these standards of like are how do we how do we make sure that those are keeping up with the societal usages usage of of those concepts? And and is that an adequate way to prepare and screen people? For, you know, for these, well, yeah, for, you know, for, I, for, that, for education and stuff. Yeah, well, and I know that. Uh, so a few years ago, the Missouri redid theirs, like their learning standards. Uh, they do that every once in a while. They just decide, hey, we'll do. And there was a whole big thing, right? If you remember this, uh, let the cat out of the bag a little bit. You remember like Comic Core, right? Like, oh my god, oh, yeah. Comic Core. Oh, you can't. Brainwash market, all that chart. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's a whole other bag of fish that I'm not going to open right now. Uh, but like Missouri passed their own standards that were different from Common Core. They're the same thing. They just called them something different. Anyway, uh, they it's <laughs> 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 like renamed and like it's fine, and then everyone went okay because they didn't. Nobody knows what they're talking about in red anyway. Right. But the all of the standards, like so for for like for example for history, 
the wording of them changed to be these like very vague things. Right. So where before it was like a very specific, like teach about like Egyptian religion. Right. That's what it used to say. Something like that. Now it says things like, uh, draw comparisons about how religion helps influence culture in ancient societies. Right. So you have this like really broad brushstroke that you have to use to pick out things. Right. And this, some people like all, all, all the, all the people that taught, not all the people I want to generalize a lot of the people I know that taught before, you know, the, with the old standards, they're like, Oh my, well, I don't know what to do now. I, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, it's, it's the same thing, right? You just do. <laughs> yeah. You can do all the same stuff, but now you have more leeway to draw those actually deep connections instead of like, very surface level, like learn facts about Egypt. Sure. Not helpful. Uh, draw connections about how religion influences cultural development and society. This is actually much more useful in the general context, right? Because <laughs> like that's, that's a deeper level of thinking already. Sure. Right. You're, you're, to use some teacher parlance, like your DOK level is increased. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Third>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can... <laughs> so, like, whereas a lot of people see that as a, a negative, and science is the same way, the science standards are very, like, sometimes I have to be like, mm, what? Uh, like, they're all based on, they're much more broad, and they say things like, develop a model that shows blank instead of like instead of like an old one that would be like you know tell the steps of the water cycle hmm. right the new standard is going to be something like uh develop a model that explains how water moves through the earth's atmosphere that's that makes more sense. Sure. Right. That's a higher thinking level. That is, and I don't even think it says water. It says like matter and energy. Right. I think it's part of what it says, <laughs> but you're kind of using that to say, Oh, this is how things circulate. This is all the, then you bring in all of the stuff, right? You bring in all the, the, the sun and the, the evaporation and the, the radiational heating, all that stuff, yeah. right. It gets wrapped up in there and you have to, the develop the model part is you have to show how it works. You have to be able to explain it, not just like memorize the circle. Right. And, <laughs> and remember where transpiration goes and you're filling the blank chart, right? Like that's not helpful. So sure. those things are kind of like, and a lot of people see those as negatives. They don't like how vague they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't like, you know, like I said, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what to teach now. Like, well, you, you teach the same thing. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, yeah that, that is hard whenever they start changing some of the language. And if you don't quite, if you aren't quite immediately able to draw, you know, point to point and, and, and make comparisons between them, 
it can seem really foreign and yeah and without having somebody sit and explain it to you like that you just go well they're they're learning something completely different yeah it's it's the same thing it does make it slightly hard whenever i i have to talk to like well all my meetings i have like the seventh and eighth grade science teachers right when you go okay well like thematically what are you covering like what units are you using to talk about these things right because like if they're gonna talk about those things in in the because like i talk about them in regards to like geology meteorology these kind of things right the your 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 hydrosphere and your geosphere then Uh if they're if they're also talking about them in that context now we have we're teaching the same thing twice that's not that's unhelpful (laughs) so so like we just want to but if i'm teaching them in regards to like the atmosphere and then she is teaching them in regards to like outer space boom they were fine right no worries got it so it makes those conversations slightly difficult because you're like okay well i like or with the the social studies team right like well i'm teaching ancient civilizations in regard to like mesopotamia egypt right what what are you teaching them (laughs) like if they're teaching them the same ones and like okay well we don't need to teach anything twice so like we need to change what we're doing Right. right. And I'm fine with that. I'll change it. I don't care. But like, we gotta, <laughs> well, it's we kinda, can't. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, when someone says a word and you, and you start thinking of a response, but then you have to back up and go, okay, before I continue, I want you to explain to me what you think that means. Right. So, yeah, that's a very helpful exercise. <laughs> or, or just like, okay, everybody on the count of three, say what you think this is. One, two, three, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's why we're having a problem communicating here because <laughs> we're all saying the same word, but to have a different thing behind it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I had that conversation with the social studies team this week because they are very much like, you know, kind of stuck in the mindset of, well, uh, you know, I teach American history and they teach like world history. So there's nothing, you know, there's no overlap. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Well, that's not really true. Like, I was <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're really bad about like, well, I teach like 19th century American history and he teaches like the world history part, like the, you know, like the early part, you know, or like I teach like the ancient civilizations and they, they teach like, you know, modern history, like American history. Like, well, so there's nothing that you teach that would help my class. Like, that's not. That's true. <laughs> you're not thinking. You're not thinking thematically. You're not thinking these broader strokes. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that 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 when things taught when things are taught compartmentalized like that and not thematically, um, it does make it hard for the students to make those broader connections, right? And 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 walk away with a more fuller understanding. Yeah. Well, the students have a hard time anyway because they they like. Well, a lot of times, you know, nobody should learn it. I mean, obviously. Well, that's true. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I have a wall full of post-it notes. So, otherwise, that's my first activity mm-hmm. when we start history. Is I have the 
we do the why is history important thing and they they write them on post-it notes they're all anonymous and i just uh-huh. hang them on my closet on my cabinet thing and they just stay there there's like a reminder to us what we're doing this for uh but um you know the broader strokes are hard because like like i said it's that that kind of is like well these aren't related or you know so it it, it makes it difficult when they seem so out of context, mm-hmm. right? Because yes, d- d- does King Tut have anything to do with prohibition? No, no, not at all. But does the question, how does religious beliefs affect the culture and society? Yeah. That question is the same, right? You can answer that question about King Tut and the Amarna period and the 1930s prohibition. That question is still applicable in both situations. <clears throat> right. So that is a much more useful way of thinking. It's just hard when for so long I've been like, well, I mean, like, I don't know how to help them because, like, I teach civics and the, the I teach world history. So I, there's nothing to talk about. Like, <laughs> guys. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Or like, you know, when I have to go, eventually when I'm going to have to go talk to the fifth and fourth grade teachers, and they're like, well, I teach like one unit of history. Like, thanks. That's helpful. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag teamwork. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The other thing that students have a hard time doing is making those connections between like how how all the things that you're learning in, in, in English class are actually really, really useful in social studies because it's mm. like social studies is literally nonfiction text reading. Right. It's like the whole class. Right? It's, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a big part of it. So when, when the English teachers tell you about like nonfiction text features and how to restate things and answer questions, Guess what? We get to practice it. But if I don't say things like, all right, we want to do this like she said, right? They don't automatically make it because it's not always readily apparent. (laughs) And I think some teachers fall into the trap of like, it's really apparent to them, right? So they just expect the kids to do it. But if, if they haven't learned how to do it and no one's told them about it, yeah, how are they going to do it? <laughs> yeah, some of those some of those unconscious biases or assumptions like sneak in. Yeah, you're like, well, I know how to do it. Like, yeah, but you're 45. Congratulations. And you, Good job. <laughs> they're 10. So, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Why? Be, right. <laughs> You have learned this previously. They have not. Yeah. You've had a bit more practice. This is like the first time they've ever done it. I would hope that you're better than them at this. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Do, do you want a gold star? Like, okay. let's. Yeah. So that's the other thing that we talk about sometimes is like how to be more explicit. Sure. And like. This is just like, and again, that's why it's really good to not be so like stuck in your own land yeah, and not like knowing what other people are doing. Again, I have this benefit in sixth grade because I work like super closely with 
the math teacher and the English teacher like all the time. Other, you know, upper grade levels, they don't have that luxury. Like they don't always know like, what are they learning about in algebra two? Sure. No idea. Right. They don't know. <laughs> but I get to go. I know exactly that they are starting to learn about negative integers, which is always great because their brains are always like, what? What do you mean negative numbers? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know that. So in science, I can be like, look, this is just like the math number line with negative numbers. Because like, for some reason, for some sheer stroke of luck, the negative number line thing that he teaches and my section of the atmosphere that's about altitude yeah. coincide rather nicely. So like, <laughs> well, so I have like this altitude diagram that has like above and below sea level, and I'm like, look, negative numbers, <laughs> and <laughs> just like math, and they're like, oh man, it's like, no, sorry, <laughs> escape it. Or when they write a sentence for my answer, I look at them, I go, what would the English teacher say about that? And they go, okay, fine. And then they, they rewrite it. I'm like, would she accept that from you? No. <laughs> Didn't fix it. <laughs> but you have to help them explicitly make those connections, is all I'm trying to say, because they don't always do it automatically. And it's not a, it is a complicated thing, right? It's not something that just like makes sense. Like, oh, math and history are totally related. Like, right. What? Like, <laughs> it's not definitely completely obvious. Like, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we try to do some of that, but it's very hard. And, and then we, again, we have a very special, like unique circumstance where we can do it. The rest of the elementary can do it because they're, they're teaching all the same thing anyway. So like they can say, Oh look, it's just like we did yesterday in English. Blah, blah. <clears throat> but not so much when they get older. Cause they don't know. They don't know. Like what are they learning in English right now? What are they, what's going on in science anyway? Like that part is still not known across things, across curriculums. Yeah. The cross curricular thing. <laughs> Like that a lot, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm a teachery. My bad. I got. <laughs> Jeez, Brandon, can you tone down the? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> kind of like you enjoy it and you're good at it. You know? No, no, false. Completely <laughs> false. Oh, uh, sure. sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we have uh, wandered uh, hither and yon. Uh, so I think, like we do, like we do. So I think we Indeed. will uh, wrap her up there. Sounds good. Well, love you guys. Love you too. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.